0: What's up, QAA
1: listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. 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 Welcome, listener, to Premium Chapter 205 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Red Pilled Poetry Night episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky And Julian Fields.
2: This week, we're going to be exploring some red-pilled poetry, specifically a book released a few months ago titled... Red Pill Rhymes, A Poetical Awakening. Our guests are Andrew Branson and Charles from the Episode 1 podcast. How's it going, fellas?
0: What's up?
3: Hey! Yeah, it'd be a little, I'd be a little better if we had some crack here. <laughs>
2: that's that's going to work very well when people have no, <laughs> there's no callback.
4: <laughs> so before the episode started. Well, basically,
0: for the people listening, yeah, basically we were just talking about, you know, how uh how big uh, how funny it is to smoke crack. So that's the context of smoking crack,
4: basically. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. Charles ruined the, sh- the show. I'm sorry.
3: Well, I no, I mean, we thought it would be cool and funny, but Jake was saying he's done it, so he really kinda he won up the song.
0: Well, don't say it. Yeah, we don't know if he wants to talk about it. You can't just say <laughs> he's done it. It's we're guests on their podcast. It's just not how you it. He's things. already
2: told the story
0: on yeah, this podcast.
1: Yeah, I've told. All my stories, all my good stories, of which there are maybe 14, uh, have already been told multiple times on the show. Nobody cares anymore about the drugs I have done or will do. Or the
3: gnomes you've seen or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. gnomes that you know. Yeah, the, the gnomes that I know. The gnomes and- he smoked
1: crack with, who <laughs> yeah. he's, still, he's still in
4: contact with. Some <laughs> of them are, are, have kids. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we get together uh, every Thanksgiving. All right. So, fellas,
2: tell us a little bit about E1, if, uh, if, if our audience doesn't know your podcast.
3: Well, first of all, you can't find it anywhere, because <laughs> if you look for it, it's going to find Star Wars instead.
4: <laughs>
1: that's
2: not
4: true. That's not true. It comes up pretty easy if you put podcast.
3: If you type in E1 Podcast just, Funny No, silly. not
0: E1. Just Google Podcast. Google Podcast, and it'll show up eventually.
2: Episode 1 Podcast, is, is that the correct search? For it. it should work. I don't
4: know, man. <laughs> we didn't think it through. We're a couple years into it now. Six years
1: into it now. Episode one podcast is like three people being like, "Well, um, I, I really did like uh Jake Lloyd's performance mm-hmm. um huge, in the pod racing scene." Uh, <laughs> well,
4: we have talked a lot on episode one about sebulba
0: oh yeah class act class act. like what his dick
4: looks like oh yeah how much Mm -hmm. tang he gets um yeah how cool he is how nasty and rude he is he definitely has
0: like an uh, an elbow in his penis he's the highlight of that he has like a a a, a, a
4: move yeah
0: a A knuckle knuckle. in his penis for sure
1: oh andy Oh Annie coming for pot, pot,
3: pot. Don't, don't. Is
1: that the anti Semitic alien? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and oh little Annie, come for your mother.
0: <laughs> yeah, that alien was not subtle. He was not yeah. subtle, you know. Yeah,
1: they he had a he had a proper hooked nose
0: and yeah. everything. <laughs> you know, he ran all the banks, they said. Yeah. You know, I don't know what they
1: were going for.
3: You know, it was a different time, though, in the early 2000s. Like, we just didn't know back then that that wasn't okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, George Lucas, I mean, he could get away with anything. I mean, he could have made all the characters anti-Semitic. And, you know, people still would have probably come out and seen the movie. (laughs) I know I would have. I I know Jar Jar is racist (laughs) against
0: somebody, but I don't know who. (laughs)
3: You know how, like, in the w- same way that J.K. Rowling always retcon stuff in Harry Potter, George Lucas should start doing that for Star Wars and be like, oh, Yoda's face is actually what I think Muhammad's face looks like. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think Jar Jar Binks is—he's like I'm gonna take
1: everyone and smash them together.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we get.
1: He's like—he's yeah. like the racist like Megatron, like uh, just just pieces of all racism combined f- into one large robot. Yeah, what if I, I, think, I could yeah, it,
0: be racist to multiple people at the same time? And Jar Jar Binks <laughs> was born.
2: Jar Jar was definitely based on his kids' diapers, or like like it's like he got baby brain or like child brain, like Johnny Depp, where he's like, I just want to make movies where my kids
1: can see me as a pirate. Travis is listening to this episode, just trying to figure out like his exit strategy. Why from would you listen? Why would he ever listen? He listens <laughs> to all <laughs> the anyone. episodes. I think <laughs> he doesn't listen
2: to the ones he's not on. I I hope. I th- no, I think he does. I've said a lot of things about him. I hope he doesn't.
1: All right. What's this episode doing? Uh,
2: yeah. So we're gonna be you know reading from that book, and then after we take a look at that, we'll be chasing the inspiration and hosting our very first red pilled poetry night here at QAA, and we have even more guests for that part. I'm talking about the fixtures in contemporary poetry. Jerome DuRepois, Joseph Rogan, no relation, Thomas Kincaid Jr., and of course, Hot Dog Taylor. You might already know the first three from their short-lived podcast, So I Wrote a Thing. But before they grace us with their presence, let's get to our beautiful featured author tonight, R.K. Gandhi. And I've included a photo, if you guys could try to describe what kind of guy we're looking at here.
0: Well, uh, he's got a unique haircut, I'll say. It appears that he has long, <laughs> a long, full head of hair, but he for some reason chooses to employ the comb-over. He is he is doing a thing that like mid to ugly level men do where they try to look like really (laughs) striking in photos. He's trying to look like he's peering past the camera. So you would go, you know, this guy is a true poet, you know. He's definitely worked on his author photo. Doesn't know what to do with his hands. One is in the pocket. One is just kind of holding nothing. And, uh, you know, he's he's just, he looks, you know, he looks like he's middle-aged, even though he's probably like 29.
2: He kind of looks like a Silicon Valley VC. Like, he's very put together. He's clearly in, like, an at least upper middle class home and has this kind of, like, fitting uh, sweater to show like yeah I do work
4: out he kind of looks like a crypto guy but instead of always talking about bitcoin he's just like obsessed with rape
1: (laughs) 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 this is this is once again the kind of guy who corners you at a party and talks to you for an hour and a half about like why you must go to Burning Man and how it was like the best experience of his life
0: Uh, he just completely wasted an ayahuasca trip by like fantasizing (laughs) about a new startup during it the whole time (laughs) (laughs) 100%.
2: (laughs) 100%. <laughs> so his Instagram bio reads, poet, and then there's the Canadian flag because uh, he is from, actually, maybe I shouldn't say the specifics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, from,
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. He's from Canada. He's from
2: Ontario, yeah. the state of, the, the province of Ontario in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably like Toronto suburbs, basically. He started posting on Instagram in November 2021, and he described himself this way
1: truth seeker, and spiritual freedom fighter started posting in November 2021.
2: No, he didn't write that. That's what I just wrote. That's a good way
0: of saying I sit at the computer.
2: Yeah, all bios should start with when you started
4: (laughs) publishing words
2: to the internet. Yeah, I'm kind of new to the internet, but uh, I haven't figured out like kind of faster than most people.
4: Yeah, I just like to imagine him just like realizing in 2021, like a year into the pandemic in North America, and being like, oh my God, I'm a poet.
0: <laughs> just waking up <laughs> one night.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's pretty much it. Clutching I mean... his chest.
0: <gasps> the poetry's been inside me this whole time.
1: Yeah, which is a much better use of his ayahuasca trip, uh, discovering that he himself is a poet and that uh, he he should start, you know, releasing his his poetry out into the world.
2: So the book is a white, it's like a white book. It's got a bright red pill at the center and nothing else. Subtle. Yeah. So he's clearly like he wants to kind of sell this as a book that isn't just his regular poetry that he added a few like, I don't know culture war style poems at the end not at all
1: it's uh it's a full book where you get to awaken poetically the font on the cover reminds me of like other sort of like faux poetry books like i don't know if you guys have read haikus for jews um it's a (laughs) staple in my parents house it's
2: another anti-semitic
3: reference or
1: no no it's it's a (laughs) it's a full book of haikus uh that uh you know only jewish people would find funny
3: Oh, so it's pro-Semitic.
1: It's pro-Semitic.
3: Only
2: Jewish people would find it funny. I remember one of one of them was something along Can the lines. Can you test of, if someone's a Jewish person by reading it to them and seeing if they laugh?
1: The one of the one of the poems it was something like seven foot tall Jews in the NBA slam dunking. <laughs> my alarm clock rings.
0: <laughs> oh my huh? god! It's like chicken soup for the soul, but
1: for Jewish people. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, like,
4: your boyfriends come over and they're, like, whispering to each other, like, are we allowed to laugh at this? Can we (laughs) laugh at this? Don't laugh. I mean, don't don't laugh. laugh. As a Gentile, am I allowed
0: to laugh at seven-foot-tall Jews dunking in the NBA?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It'll never happen. That's what's funny about it.
2: So, the opening poems in the book are all very defensive and offensive. It's almost like the first 10 or 15 poems he has in here are just, like, oh, you, so you don't want me to write, but I'm going to write anyways. Or like other poets don't know how to write and they actually suck and stuff like that. Just very, very like self-aware. And there's five parts of the book entitled Ego, Broken, Process, Truth, and Awaken. Mm. Shivered, shivered just hearing <laughs> that. So tonight we're going to be reading a little selection from this. The book opens with a warning to the reader about what lies inside. So this is the <laughs> end of the opening poem. Oh, shit.
3: We're taking this book old school, raw connection over sentence size. It's soul food, a cold hard brew, you can taste the idioms and rhymes. Writing that puts you in the mood Letting loose inhibitions to give rise mm. To the rebel inside mm-hmm. The good excuse to run stark naked in the woods outside mm. Skinny dip in a knowledge pool Head first in search for reasons why Drink words from a fountain of truth Quench the thirst that frees your mind A non-linear journey to your prelude Invoked by thought-provoking lines Poetically probed until you conclude There's pleasure in the ill-defined and explicit lyrical design to produce a mental and spiritually induced high. But before it's all misunderstood and the author gets much maligned. Mm, nice callback. Here's a warning should you choose to unleash the divine beast inside. Language used may be foul for a few who devour this feast for the eyes. Reader discretion advised. Whoa. So he put, that's oh my That's how conservatives
0: Whoa. didn't like the warning.